Welcome to the Kettle Call Podcast. Today we're starting another uh, feedlot research call. Let me go ahead and call Brooke Latek. Hello, Brooke. Hi, Pedro. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Good, good. Brooke, we've been talking about, uh, in our feedlot uh, research series, we've been talking about fat for the past six months. So today, instead of going to a specific research that was conducted uh, with, with fat supplementation, uh, we are going to talk about a review paper, right? Yep. So this is a review paper uh, written by Zinn and Placencia. Uh, titled Feed Value of Supplemental Fats Used in Feedlot Diets, and this was published in 2007. Great. So, Brooke, we've, like I said, we've been doing this this series about fat supplementation. Uh, we also have asked Dr. Zin about fat supplementation in our quizzing, three different episodes so far. And you did a very nice summary of this review paper in our uh, monthly newsletter. Can you go over about the main points that you point out in the newsletter and also assume those are the main points that you took out from this review. Can we go over them right now? So it's it's actually trying to bring up everything that we've been talking the past uh, couple of months, right? Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's a really great paper and I recommend everyone read it if they can. Uh, it's got a lot of great information. I learned a lot reading through it. Um, so just to kind of, it starts with just the benefits of supplementation. And these are some things, again, we've talked about improving the palatability, improving feed efficiency um, for uh, re uh, reproducing animals. It does improve reproductive efficiency. It helps alleviate heat stress. Re it reduces dust while mixing diets, adds lubrication while you're mixing. So it kind of increases the longevity of the machinery, which is nice. Um, and then it reduces particle separation. So you have a more uniform mix. The animal is eating the same thing in every bite, which is always a benefit. And then it, it can reduce methane production. That's, that's really good. I mean, I, uh, some important notes that I, I've taken that is like the reducing of dust. There were some research done that reduced even like 80% of the dust. And, mm -hmm. and like you said, uh, increasing the, the energy dense of the diet. That's, that's very, very important. We're going to come back to that at the end and, and the lubrification of equipment, which I, I, I wasn't thinking about that before we start this conversation, which is, is very, very important. And uh, we've talked with Dr. Zin, and I think we're going to come back on that a little bit about the mixing the diet. And also that's important to know which fat we are talking about and, mm -hmm. and, and on that as well. But yes, so those are the main benefits, right? You also mm -hmm. uh, point out some ideal quality parameters for supplemental fat as well in our newsletter. What are those that you, that you took out from this review? So some of the really important ones, uh, specifically for the quality of the fat, is uh, moisture being less than 1.5%, impurities being less than 1%, uh, unsaponifinables less than 1%, uh, total fatty acids should be greater than or equal to 90%. Anything less than 90% indicates uh, that there's been a dilution with other ingredients. Uh, free fatty acids, high levels are greater than 15%, and that indicates improper storage or handling of the fat. Um, so basically, it's going rancid. 
um, iodine value. So when uh, a fat is more saturated, it means it's a harder fat and a le uh, less saturated means it's a softer fat and that iodine uh, value will tell you if it's a soft or a hard fat. Um, and then the initial peroxide value, which is tells you rancidity. Um, if it's less than five, uh, it should be considered not rancid, it, rancid and it should never exceed 10. Great. Yeah. And one of the things that the authors also mention about this uh, rancidity is that there is nothing better than, than they smell, right? If yeah. you smell something, it shows that the quality is not, is not ideal. Uh, the other point about the free fatty acids, uh, if it's a soap stock, which we've covered a little bit in one of the the the, the research that we've talked about, you may find some uh, greater in, uh, concentration of, of free fatty acid. But often when you talk about yellow grease and other uh, common fat fat, you shouldn't exceed uh, 15%. Uh, that's great. The authors also talk about methods of including supplemental fat, which we just talked in our last quizzing about this. But can you just come back again and, and summarize that pretty quick to us? Yeah. So basically, in the research, they showed that there's no effect on method and timing of inclusion of the fat when mixing the diet on the performance of the cattle. But again, timing when you add the fat can really reduce the dust. So what we're seeing is that the benefit of reducing dust is just so great, specifically if you're adding it uh, to the fiber, um, to the forage as you're grinding it up, that really helps reduce that fat or the, the dust. The dust. Yes, correct. That's great. And again, we just covered about this in our uh, quizzing. So if anybody wants to hear more about what uh, Dr. Zing has to say about this, go back to our previous quizzing and and he talks about the methods of of including fat in the diet uh there's also in discussion about the level of supplementation in this in this paper right yeah and one of the very first things that it tells you is that there is an adaptation period that's required when you start adding fat to a feedlot diet so receiving diets should not contain more than two percent supplemental fat um, and then optimal feeding value of fat happens at a total lipid inclusion of 0.096 grams per kilogram body weight or 7% of dietary dry matter. Um, beyond this level, net energy decreases um, as total fat of the diet increases. And then um, they also found that there's little evidence showing that the feeding value of supplemental fat is different for Holstein cattle compared to beef breeds in the feedlot. That's that's pretty good. I mean, those again are things that we've covered in our quizzing. I remember that you actually asked about the adaptation and it, it requires some adaptation. There is the, the goal of not exceeding 7% of, of total fat in the diet, fat supplementation, the supplemental fat will be close to one gram per kilogram of body weight. And, and one thing that you just mentioned, even though there's a little evidence showing that the benefits for hostings in comparison to crossbred, we know that's very, very important to feed fat to, to hosting steers because those are animals that they have greater requirements, uh, energy requ maintenance requirements. So we want to meet their requirements. We want to make sure that we are feeding uh, high energy dense diet to those animals. So when we increase fat in the diet, it's a very energetic uh, 
feed and and the actually the next thing that you talk about in this this review is is the the energy value of the fat right yeah so um when we're looking at it fat like you said is a very concentrated source of energy and essential fatty acids uh so the net energy for maintenance for supplemental fat is six mcals per kilogram and then the net energy for gain uh is 4.85 mcals per kilogram yeah and we also know that we've talked about this before also that as we increase fat supplementation, we had a decrease in the energy value because there is a decrease in digestibility of, of the fat. It, it varies a little bit, but usually we talk about that fat has up to three times more energy than corn. So if you're feeding 3% fat in the diet, you kind of give up 9% of, of the corn, which may reduce the potential risk of feeding high levels of starch in the diet as well, which is very important. Uh, you also touch a little bit on the factors affecting the feeding value. Yeah. So uh, type and source of the fat are very important. Each type of fat has its own components, uh, its own makeup, but also the source of the fat. Different sources may have different um, uh, moisture and purities, that sort of thing. Um, and Dr. Zinn mentioned this in one of his, that uh, it's important that you, you go, when you're looking at fat, you're consistent with who you're getting it from, because then you're more likely to get a consistent uh, a product. But again, it can also change. The source can change. Um, free fatty acid concentration will affect the feeding value, degree of saturation or tighter, and then method and level of suppl supplementation will uh, affect the feeding value. That's great. That's good. So at the end, Brooke, you you summarize uh, something about the kettle performance when flat fat supplemented in the diet. Can you also go over that pretty quick? Yep. So when when fat was supplemented at less than eight percent of the diet, um, it increased average daily gain five point three percent and increased feed efficiency 7.5%. So they definitely saw an improvement um, when feeding at a level less than 8% of the diet. Um, when the dietary, the dietary fat was greater than 8%, uh, it decreased average daily gain 3% and increased feed efficiency 2.6%. Um, and then when Total fat intake, now looking at the grams per kilogram body weight. Uh, so when total fat intake was less than 1.5 grams per kilogram body weight, they saw an increase in average daily gain by 4.5% and an increased feed efficiency uh, by 7.1%. And then finally, when total fat intake was greater than or equal to 1.5 grams per kilogram body weight, Average daily gain did not change, um, but it did increase feed efficiency by 4.3%. Great. That that goes back to what we've been talking, that the optimal level will be between one and one and a half grams. If you're closer to one, it's probably the best energy value from the fat. Uh, and also, if you exceed that 7%, we're here, we're talking about 8% dietary fat, you see a not improvement in, in average daily gain, but it potentially improving feed efficiency. We just summarized, uh, I think, 17 research papers, right, Brooke, a couple mm -hmm. uh, months ago. And what we observe is that fat would most of the time brings beneficial to the diet as long as it not, does not exceed eight. And I think at 12%, it was negative 
uh, mm-hmm. when supplementing the diet. So most of the time, especially if we keep the supplemental fat less than 5% of the diet, we observe uh, improvement in feed efficiency uh, of an energy utilization of the diet from, from cattle. And again, just because it's, it's relevant to our industry and where we are, Supplemental fat is very important for hostings to keep that energy density of the diet very, very high. So it's very important to finish our uh, the type of cattle that we feed here. Uh, we understand that's also expensive now uh, at, at this time, but hopefully we we're gonna see better uh, economic values in the in the future, and we will be able to continue to keep fat uh, in the long run. Uh, anything else, Brooke? No, that about sums it up. But again, I'd recommend everyone reading through it. There's a lot more detail in there, a lot more great information. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad that you brought that up because if if you're listening to us and you want to receive this uh, research, just send an email to kettlecallucd at gmail.com with the title uh, feedlot research and put the number of the podcast, please. Uh, that's going to help us. Sometimes we get just the request, but I'm not sure exactly which paper the person is requesting that that makes a little challenge. But if you make sure to do that, I will be happy to send it to you. Any question, comments, suggestions, if you have questions to us or doctors in, in uh, related to fat, send that to our quizzing again to kettlecallucd at gmail.com you can also sign up to the newsletter to our monthly newsletter it's free and the the, the link uh for the to sign up for that in the description of this episode thank you very much and remember it's always a good time for a kettle call the dog is born, where spurs are a jingling a cowboy is singing this lonesome cat